Hello, welcome to FortiGuard Live. I'm Derek Mankey, uh, Chief of Security Insights and Global Threat Alliances at FortiGuard Labs. Um, today, I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, Michael Daniel, uh, President and C CEO of the Cyber Threat Alliance, an industry influencer, a good, a good friend of mine as well. Um, welcome, to, Michael. How are you? Thanks. Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yeah, no, I, I know we, uh, we we see each other a lot, but uh, this is the first time um, doing this on FortiGuard Live. So thanks again for joining. Really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Um, so, you know, recently we, we had a, a fireside chat and we we're talking about um, just the Cyber Threat Alliance, right? The origins, uh, the, the, origins, the uh, you know, um, kind of how we got here, the challenges, lessons learned. And I just wanted to, to talk to you and sort of recap those. Uh, in summary, because I know there's a lot of material, a lot of different things that we talked about, but, you know, obviously from, uh, you know, being with FortiGuard Labs, um, you know, uh, we we were a founding, mem uh, a founding member of the CTA back, all the way back in May of 2014. You know, we just had two and then four, you know, a small handful of, of uh, members at the time. Obviously, when, when you came on board, uh, really to take the reins and when, when the CTA became, uh, uh, you know, a non a nonprofit organization, that's really, you know, from my point of view, where the rubber hit the road, and we really, you know, we had more support, more resources, we had more, uh, more stakeholders at the table, and quite frankly, a, a lot of growth. So um, maybe I, you know, I just want to ask you from your point of view, from that day one uh, when you came on board to where we are now, what are the some in your point of view some, some of the key milestones uh, that that the CTA has um, achieved? Well, I think there's several, actually, that you can uh, allude to, one of which is that, you know, we've grown from that initial set of two, then four, then six charter members when we became a uh, independent nonprofit to 26 members today um, yeah. and that's in just a little over three years. So that's actually some pretty good uh, growth. I think it shows the value of the, the model that CTA has built. Um, We've actually also really moved into a place where our automated sharing happens day in and day out, right? Our, our model is built on the idea that everyone has to contribute. So all of our members have to be contributing on a regular basis. Um, and so we now have built a platform where that automated sharing happens all the time. Um, and that's actually a you know, remarkable achievement. Uh, but we've also built uh, a trust community where we are now able to start doing other um, things beyond just the automated sharing, including, for example, like giving each uh, of our members heads up when major blogs or other things are going to be released so that they have a chance to prepare for it uh, so they're not caught by surprise. I mean, the industry as a whole can um, can react more effectively to uh, what the bad guys are, are doing and what uh, the good guys are doing uh, so that we can have a better, broader impact on the ecosystem as a whole. So, you know, this is very much a uh, we're still a work in progress and we're still learning how to how to make threat intelligence sharing really work for the benefit of both our members and for the broader ecosystem. Yeah, I think that's such a positive thing, you know, Michael, especially from my point of view is uh, you know, well, from from uh, FortiGuard Labs. Right. I mean, it's been. It's been so refreshing for a couple of reasons. Um, when I say refreshing, it's because the industry hadn't really solved a lot of this before or made progress on some of this. I know we we're talking about this earlier. There's no silver bullet. Um, there's not just one challenge to solve. It's multiple that we've had to do within the ecosystem. You know, what, from from my standpoint, one of the most impactful things. Well, it's not just one thing again, but if I if I were to list some of the impactful things of the Cyber Threat Alliance, 
one would definitely be the bi-directional aspect, right? I mean, so uh, how, um, you know, we give, um, we, we, we get output certainly from the Alliance, but we have to give input, right? And this is what we talked about for all members. You, you have to contribute to the, the, there's minimum scoring thresholds and so forth, but really having on an automated level and also on a human level, having that bi-directional aspect is key. Uh, you mentioned the, the early shares. That, this is the, the Powered by C, the Cyber Threat Alliance, Powered by CTA angle. Um, I don't know of any other you know, uh, organization out there that, that does this, especially, you know, with competitors uh, in the industry where we, we get access to, uh, you know, um, indicators, intelligence, blogs, playbooks, things like this in advance before they're published. Um, to me, that was sort of this, this turning, I wouldn't say turning point, but uh, a significant milestone, significant in the CTA, because this is something that the industry was scrambling with before, literally scrambling because if a vendor went out with some information or a blog and it wasn't coordinated, um, other good guys um, were, were literally scrambling to try to catch up. And, and to me, that that's a huge accomplishment the CTAs had. Yeah, it's, what's interesting to me is also that, you know, we built up this trust, right? It's, it's because the members, um, but it came from one member being willing to take a risk uh, and, and share that. But then, you know, it's been repaid you know, multiple times. Um, and the, the, that information is shared uh, under rules that are set by the sharer, right? You know, they set the embargo period um, and they, you know, they, they explain what you, can, what you can do with it. And the other members respect that, right? And because it's that, again, it's that bi-directional um, relationship. And it's proven to be a very, very powerful part of the, the CTA model. And it, and it actually speaks to, you know, how I very much view the cybersecurity industry right now is you need that automated foundation, right? You need to be sharing. There's so much data. There's so much information. You've got to have an automated system for handling a lot of it. Yeah. But at the same time, the humans are still really, really important, right? Unless you actually do something with that data, unless you actually take that information and, you know, operationalize it in some fashion, it really doesn't do you actually all that much good. And so you've got to have both sides. You've got to have both the automated and the human to human aspects in order to make a sharing organization really, really work. Yeah. And I know um, I, I, I like, I like what you're talking about in one of our last conversations that uh, you're saying, Michael, that um, people have this perception that information sharing should be easy. You flick on a switch and you get, and you get the data flowing. <laughs> we know that's a myth, right? And we've been through that. I mean, the CTA was started in 2014, and here we are six years later, still building on that problem. You know, but the, to my point, I, I think that's a big problem in the industry. I've seen that, you know, FortiGuard Labs, we've, we've had that problem. The vendor, obviously, um, too much data is not necessarily a good problem to have all the time. Uh, if you can handle it and you can break it down and you can make sense of that and sort of normalize that and make it intelligent, that's the key. Uh, but that's a very heavy lift. And, you know, to me, that's something that the CTA has been um, also um, helping to solve, right? Particularly with the platform because it's contextualized information that, that we're sharing, that, that we're, that, that we're rewarding, that we're actually able to use because it, because it is filtered and not just, just raw data, so to speak. Um, uh, because people are attributing this to kill chain and things like this, and actually, you know, looking at this data, um, it can be used, right? So we're actually at FortiGuard Labs, and you know, we're 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 taking this data in from the CTA platform, which is called Magellan, as we know, 
uh, and putting it into our security fabric as an example for us, that's our use case. And we put the rubber to the road there, we make it actionable, uh, which means mitigation, uh, which means more, you know, building resiliency against cybercrime. And I think that's that, that's the, another cool part of the CTA is the disruptive piece, right? Yeah, and I think just to expand out on some of what you're talking about, like one of the things that CTA very much values in the way that we set up our business rules, which is that, yes, we want the indicators, but don't just send us the plain old indicators, right? In fact, there's some pieces of context that we actually require you to submit as a member, one of which is what part of the kill chain, what phase of the kill chain do you think this indicator belongs to? Mm -hmm. um, we also require sightings, you know, first scene, last scene. Um, other context is optional, but is highly, highly rewarded under our algorithm. So we want that highly contextualized data. The other piece that's actually interesting too is that, uh, and this gets at to the curated aspect of what you're talking about, which is that um, our members have to, uh, well, the data stays tagged to who submitted it. So you can look in our platform and see oh, this indicator over here was submitted by Fortinet, this one by Palo Alto, that one by Symantec, that one by you know, Panda. Um, and so you, you have to stand behind what you're submitting because it's, it's not anonymous. Um, now, we, we don't want, vict I always wanna be clear, that's not victim information that we're talking about, right? That's, we, we don't want any of that personally identifiable information of the, the targets or anything, but the submitter has to stand behind what they submit to us. Yeah. And so as a result, you know, we have a very highly curated set of, of, of bad stuff, if you will, that makes it much more useful um, for our members. Um, and that's really a core, part of our, a core part of our business model as well. Yeah. And I think that just what you're talking about solves mu multiple problems in one. I mean, A, it's building trust. Uh, B, it's yeah, reducing false positives, curating, like you said. Uh, see it's providing um, additional context that other members may not see. So it's really like jigsaw puzzle approach, right? Being able to right. build and look at everything. That's um, that's key. It's what we talked about before, the, the Venn diagram approach. And, and, you know, talking to prospective members, talking to other people in industry, we often get asked, I'm sure you're well aware, Michael, uh, many questions uh, on this, right? Um, on, on how this works, how it functions. And there's, you know, a couple of things that have come across, like, um, you know, wh why, uh, how can you have competitors <laughs> in, a, right. in a fear space on, on a neutral ground? And some of the aspects of this are, you know, some of the other sub questions are things like, um, how can you share intellectual property? Um, and we're in fact, we're not, we're, we're, not, we're not sharing NDA samples, right? We're not sharing, um, you know, our, our entire data lakes of information. It's just relevant breaking information. And, and, it, and on top of that, it's, it's about really leveling that playing field and sharing curated, good intelligence, relevant, real, real time, up-to-date intelligence, but, but being able to stay competitive on how we actually make that actionable what do you do with that intelligence you know for us it's our security fabric right so we put it into our, our platform obviously and security controls but you know other members have different use cases that they can use um on a on a product based level as well too right yeah and i think the you know when you when we we talk about the those competitive aspects right the it's very much the case that cta is very um 
is very clear about what we want our members to share and what we don't want our members to share. Um, in fact, uh, you know, we have the ritual reading of the, uh, the antitrust compliance statement at the beginning of many meetings, right, yeah. to make sure and remind everyone that we're, there's a set of things that we can share and that we want you to share and there's stuff that we don't, right? And that's one of the ways that we ensure that that trust builds and that we can have the competitors come together because what you're sharing is the stuff about the bad guys. Um, and it's the stuff that makes everybody better at doing your jobs at enabling you to uh, be more competitive because you get access to information that you otherwise wouldn't have. You're forced to actually hone your ideas uh, with other really smart people um, in the industry. And you can also bounce ideas off of each other and get new ideas and get new aspects and learn things about the adversary that you didn't know. Um, and so as a result, everybody that participates um, in the in the process actually ends up being more competitive out in the, uh, out in that that, you know, the wider business world, um, because I think in particular, I would just say that, you know, companies competitive advantage doesn't really come from the raw data. Um, at one level, that's sort of like arguing my inadequate pool of data is better than the other guy's inadequate pool of data. It's not a very effective argument. It's really what you do with the data that's the really important thing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think at a strategic level, obviously, you know, with the Cyber Threat Alliance, um, you know, as, as security vendors, the idea is we get more access to useful information. We build that bigger wall of protection, which makes it harder for cyber criminals to get into networks. So that's a re resiliency piece. It's really a, 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 disru a disruptive tool uh, at that point. And I and I can I can bet that these before the CTA was joined or sorry it was formed um, that, that that cyber criminals weren't banking on uh, competitors in the industry teaming up against them right they they enjoyed this luxury of having these silos and more holes and gaps but since this has been formed we've shown it's been effective we talked about this before with you know the crypto wall three paper that we did with VPN filter we've actually seen noticeable impact after we've released. Um, not only security protections, but, you know, white papers and, and so forth from these groups that we have. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things when I look down the road of where I want to take the CTA is to really figure out ways that we can disrupt those uh, malicious actors even more effectively. How do we really raise the strategic costs for the, for the adversary in a way that, um, you know, ultimately, right, the goal is to uh, reduce the level of malicious activity on the Internet. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a very ambitious goal. But we've got we've got to set, you know, those kinds of ambitious targets for ourselves or we won't uh, we won't get anywhere. And I think CTA can provide can be one of the nodes that helps make that uh, helps make that possible. Um, and that's what I you know, it's one of the reasons why I find this organization so interesting to, to work with. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as I look forward to the future, the thing I'm most excited about is we've been building towards this, right? We've got the technology piece in play. We have the curated data, as he said. Now that more, more context is coming together, yeah, it's a fancy word, but I always refer to this as threat illumination because it's like literally light bulbs going off, right? We're connecting the dots. Um, it's that threat hunting aspect and the playbook development, right? So with Magellan, right. the, the new platform, we're able to actually start to build these playbooks to solve that that highest, um, the, the 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 holy grail, as we call it, 
the attribution piece, right? And collectively in the CTA, it, to me, it's, it's a conduit. It's a catalyst to actually be able to share that information. You know, at FortiGuard Labs, we work on our own playbooks. Uh, uh, we, uh, we've, we, we generally release these quarterly, but we're also able to bits of information to that that we might not have seen before, um, you know, which is a, a great thing. So I'm just really excited about that moving forward too. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I very much, you know, the playbook concept is a really fascinating one too because it starts to, as you say, illuminate for the adversary. What are the things that we can go after that they can't change as easily? You yeah. know, we all know that they can change IP addresses and domains at the drop of a hat, right? I mean, they can generate those, you know, in an automated fashion and it's almost impossible to keep up. But there are aspects of their techniques that they use. There are tools that they use. There are, um, you know, business processes that they employ that are a lot harder for them to re-engineer. Um, and though that's the part that having a playbook of what the adversary is doing, um, that's the part that uh, a playbook like that can illuminate, can shine a light on, and you can say, ah, you know, we would try to go after them over here, but that's easy for them to, to re-engineer and get around. But this part over here, that's actually pretty hard for them. That might take them a couple of months worth of work yeah. uh, to actually fix if we actually go after that. That's the part that we should uh, focus on as, a, as an industry. Uh, and that's how we begin to build the strategic impacts that, that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's still still a long road ahead, I think. But the exciting part is that now we've we've got the, the the mechanics in place, and this is starting to happen. And again, something the industry hasn't hasn't solved. So I'm really excited about that. Well, hey, um, I think we're running up on time. Um, and I know, like I said, you're you're a busy man. Uh, the, the the chat that we had uh, was great for those of you who are watching this who might not have caught that. You can go to uh, cyberthreatalliance.org and get all the updated material on CTA there on the chat that uh, that Michael and myself had as well too. Um, and obviously from FortiGuard Labs aspect, we'll keep you updated on our, our FortiGuard Labs uh, social. Uh, so Michael, thanks thanks again for joining. Really appreciate you. great conversations as always. Yep, thank you for having me. I really enjoy it. Always happy to talk with one of our uh, one of our founding and key members. So thank you very much. No problem. It's it's. Uh, I look forward tomorrow <laughs> to tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, Michael. Take care. Yep. Thank you.